My new book is out on Audible, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. You can grab it right now. Here's what a user Thomas Lornaviticus said. Latka is the real deal. Five stars. Hey, Nathan, I just listened to your podcast with JLD. You killed it. I saw your book earlier last week and thought, meh, I'll wait when Kindle costs $1.99 or whatever, as I have over 150 books to catch up with. But then I sensed that this book may have something I need right now. I bought it for full price, but didn't really start reading it. Then talking with JLD, you mentioned that the strategies may not work if you wait. And that's so true. I read it. I'm feeling pumped to devour it even more. Thank you for sharing it all and kicking ass. Guys, all of you that listen to the podcast, you are the reason I wrote the book. SaaS CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, go grab it today at capitalistbook.com. Especially if you like audio, go grab the audible version right now. Again, capitalistbook.com. She launched Outleads back in 2013, helps you basically do retargeting based off call-in data, something very unique, tough to track. She's figured out a way to do it. Team of five based in New York, currently serving about 45 customers doing called 135 grand per month in revenue. That's up about doubled year over year. And she's doing it bootstrapped, which I love. No churn so far. So, you know, obviously testing price point, maybe she needs to be more aggressive there, but she'll figure it out. Spending up to 3,000, maybe 4,000, 5,000 bucks to acquire a customer with a six month payback period. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Dorzen Rosenshine. She's the founder and CEO of Outleads, a Microsoft accelerator company. Outleads enables brands to engage customers with online advertising and relevant content based off offsite and offline data. She has over a decade of experience in optimizing the digital presence for firms in a variety of industries from consumer electronics to home improvement. Doran, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. Very good. Okay, so what's the company do? What I miss in the bio and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Yeah, so we basically enable companies to run online ads to you based off of your phone call activity. So if you're calling up a bank and you're talking about a mortgage, we enable the bank to then show you ads online based on the fact that you called and you spoke about that mortgage. Okay, and how does that tech work? What's the tracking? Obviously, it's not a cookie. It is sort of a cookie. So basically what we do is we connect your online presence with the phone call that you make. So if you're on a website and then you transition into a phone call, we have technology that basically follows you around and connects the phone call that you uh, just placed to your online session and appends the data from the phone call back into your online session, then enabling companies to advertise to you based off of that. Okay. But if all that originated from a website visit, aren't I already able to be you know retargeted from that website visit regardless if I called or not? Uh, so I missed what you said because the, you broke off a little bit. So you asked about... Sure. What I was saying is, can't I still be retargeted since I visited the website regardless if I called or not? Oh, yes. But your calling is a much more, a much stronger indicator of uh, your interest, right? So if you're on the website and once you call, right, you've left the website. Now, without connecting your phone call data to your website activity, the company has no idea if you left because you called or if you just left because you weren't interested. 
How are you connecting the two? How are you connecting the two though? Right. So what we do is once you're on the website, we generate a unique identifier to you and we append that identifier to the phone number. So once you dial, as soon as the call connects, that code, it's like a numeric code. It's being dialed immediately as soon as the call connects and it's being picked up by the call center. Okay. So hold on. Sorry. I don't understand that. I go to dropbox.com. I want to buy Dropbox. They're using your technology. I then grab my cell phone that's sitting next to me and I dial Dropbox. How on earth are you going to connect the two? Right. So if you're on a, if you're on your mobile phone and you're, so there's two scenarios, right? There's a scenario where you're browsing on your mobile phone and then you're clicking the the click that you have, the link that you have on the website, on the mobile phone, and you click into call, right? In that case, we generate a numeric code and we append it automatically to the phone number as soon as you click to call. Okay. So, and then once you call in, so you actually will see like your phone number with a comma and a, and a number, like a two okay. digit. I totally get, I totally understand that use case. Right. If you're on a one computer and then you're calling from another device, right? So what we do is we generate a numeric code that is displayed on the web page and then you're being prompted for it once you call. So you actually see, so when you're browsing on the website, you see the phone number and then it says extension so-and-so. So for you, it would be, let's say extension one. If I visited the same website as you, it would be extension two and so forth. So we, and then we reuse those codes all the time. I do have to say that because of the growth of mobile uh, activity, most of the uh, most of the, what most people do is you use they they'll um, they'll browse from their phone and then they'll dial in from their they'll click to call and then dial in like that. Well, so what's the co- is this like an e? I mean, I would say I follow that buying behavior on like if I want to buy a book off Amazon. But if I'm making a decision about buying a piece of software for my business to use, it's not going to happen on my phone. It's going to be on a computer. Yes, but a lot of times, uh, so you'd, you'd actually be surprised at how much the mobile share of traffic has grown, and it's it's nearly uh, it's nearly equivalent to the desktop traffic on, and actually it's even surpassing it if we take tablets into account, even on B two B websites uh, that you know the traditional B two B websites that you think so people. Yeah, looking I totally, I totally get the traffic, and I totally believe that, and I've seen the stats. I'm talking about a buying decision though. Like even if I browse, maybe I want to buy Manny's, you know, company outreach. I want to buy a license for my thing. I might browse outreach.io on my phone. But still, when it comes in to put a thousand dollar month credit card in, I'm going to do that via like a computer. And what you're saying is when people do that, the way you're tracking is with these unique identifiers, the extensions. Yes. And and also there's the right. There's, there's different stages. Right. So you can be on your computer trying to decide if you're going to buy it or not. But when you want to dial in, it's much easier to just open the website on your mobile phone and click to call rather than open the keypad. I've, and start I've to never dial. I've never done that. I go to the website. I look at the call and number in the upper right and I, I pick up my phone and call it. I've never opened the thing on my site and like click the thing. This is why I'm pushing you, by the way, because my audience will go, well, whose use case is more right? What am I more likely to do? Doran's or Nathan's? Right. Right. Well, I mean, so also, yeah, there is a lot of other industries that are more like B2C that are using our uh, our services. So anything from travel and insurance to healthcare, uh, education, you know, a lot of these industries that are not B2B, they're actually very much B2C, uh, are going to are, are a lot more like mobile based and a lot more tablet based. Yeah, that's why uh, I was pushing that, by the way. I was hoping you would help us get a better identity of what your <laughs> customers are. So it is more B2C. It's more consumer companies. 
It's definitely, I mean, yes. And if you look at the verticals, it's definitely, we, we have a lot of clients that are B2C. So like anything in auto as well, real estate, you know, those, and those are all B2C companies. They're not B2B. B2B is actually not a very uh, strong yep. uh, vertical for us. Not that strong. I wouldn't say that it's non-existent. We definitely have clients that are B2B, but a lot of the vertical, the verticals that we serve are B2C. Okay. Enough of that. I totally get the product now. Um, How do you make money? Is it a SaaS company or what? It is a SaaS company. Okay. We charge uh, a flat monthly fee. So what the, the one thing that I do want to emphasize is that we don't actually serve the ads. We just connect the data. We take the data from the contact center and push it into online advertising and analytics platforms. So then it's up to the marketer, the digital marketer, to decide what they want to do with that data and how they want to utilize it. Yep. So for, for because of that reason, because we don't actually serve the ads and we don't guarantee any uh, any results because it really depends on how the client is using the data because we don't guarantee any results we just charge a flat fee and what if, i don't want to go down every example every pricing option you have but on average what's the customer pay you per month it uh, it really depends we it really could vary a lot because we have clients that are like enterprise size Tot- and we have clients i totally that are, get that totally i I'm would just- say the smallest uh, the smallest clients pay usually about 500 dollars a month uh, and that's, you know, that's a client that usually gets uh, something uh, roughly a thousand phone calls a week. Okay, that's helpful. And would you say that's a fair average, 500 a month? Uh, no, that is not. That is the smallest. Uh, the average is probably around, uh, wow, you're really catching me off guard here, but it's something like 3,000 maybe. That's okay. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm sure you have all of the cohort analysis going on. I just, I don't want to spend <laughs> time on all that. I'm just curious. Yeah, quick, yeah, 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 yeah. Quick overall. Okay. Yeah, I would say that's, that's a quick gauge. Okay. Uh, and, and put all this on a timeline for us. When did you launch the company? What year? 2013. 2013. Uh, okay, great. Yes. And have you bootstrapped to date or have you raised? We have bootstrapped, uh, you know, 2013, when I say 2013, that's sort of when the idea was conceived. Uh, at the time I was working full time, I had a full time day job and I was just putting a couple hours a day into this, uh, in the evenings and on weekends. So it took, uh, took about two years until I had decided that I'm going to leave my, uh, my day job. And then I did it gradually. So it took after that, another year to until I left my day job completely and just uh, what do you mean you were like consulting or something? Yes, yeah, so exactly. I was actually freelancing, consulting, uh, and I just uh, kind of let go of my clients one by one, and until I transitioned into into outlets full time. So it really wasn't until just a couple of years ago that I've uh, been into this full time. Got it. And I, I thought I, you read in the bio that you were part of a Microsoft Accelerator, which means you have some funding. Yes. So we got uh, $25,000 from the Microsoft Accelerator. That was the only outside funding that we've ever received. That's great. That was more of a grant. So Microsoft is actually, uh, you know, they're- Are they on the cap cap table? Nope. Okay. So then- It was a grant. Yeah. They don't, I don't believe they do this anymore, but uh, at the time it was a grant. That's great. And what have you scaled to over the past four or five years in terms of total customers using you now? Uh, so we have several dozen okay. customers using uh, using our platform. That's great. So it's very much kind of a high touch, high ARPU, high ACV model. Yes, I mean it's uh, it, you mean the sales model, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean if you have if you say several dozen, what you mean like thirty six ish, something like that. Yeah, we're actually in the mid forties. Okay, that's pretty good. Stuff. 
but yeah, but I mean, uh, we are, yes, it's, it's a very, it's a very like high involvement sale because we have to work with both the marketing, the digital marketing team, as well as the contact center and it usually gets involved because there's a little bit of work on the website to be done. Uh, the implementation happens on both the website code as well as the contact center, uh, side. So it is a very high involvement sale and it takes a very long time to complete it. Yeah, I want to chat more about how you're figuring that out in a second. But first, 45 customers paying the average you just gave me, that puts you at about 135 grand a month. Is that generally accurate? Yes. That's great. And what's growth look like? So a year ago, what were you doing per month? Uh, Whoa, these are, you're catching me a little bit off guard here. Um, I want to say that about a year ago, we were at roughly half. Okay, so that's, he- that's healthy growth. That's great. Bootstrapped, you know, that's good. Uh, so call it 70 grand a month. You've doubled since then. And where's most that most that growth come from? Is it come from expansion revenue on the older cohorts or brand new customers signing up? Both. So we have both. So we had uh, a good number of new customers signed up, but we also uh, have rolled out new features. Uh, we integrated with Bing Ads. We rolled out an integration. So at the, when we first started, we were mostly integrated with just Google AdWords. And once we added Bing Ads, that meant that we're optimizing a, more, much more, a lot more budget. So we have um, a much bigger budget, right? So because the Bing ads uh, ad spend was added to what we were optimizing. We also added a lot more features that were relevant specifically to Bing ads. So, uh, so the spend that a customer's spent with us has grown and, for those, for all those what features. Are, what are the pricing axes that you're driving expansion around? Usually it's like, you know, per seat and there's like a usage data point and there's a few other things. What are yours? Yeah, so we have uh, different different levels depending on how many phone calls and how many uh, generally actually website visitors we've rolled we've uh, transitioned to just um, charging based on the number of website sessions. Uh, so we have s- different steps, and each step is priced differently. Uh, we also have you know just so to be clear, case- so like basic at three hundred per month is ten thousand monthly website visitors, and then standard at a thousand a month is fifty thousand monthly website visitors. That's what you mean. You broke, you broke off. Again. I was just you saying basic is, 10, basic is 10,000 per month at 300 per month. And then standard at a thousand bucks per month is about 50,000 monthly unique website visitors. That's the value metric you're pricing on monthly website visitors. Yes, 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 exactly. Uh, and then, you know, in the case where we roll out a major new feature, like an integration with Bing ads, which is a whole new platform, we just upped our prices a little bit for those that wanted to add, uh, that, that functionality. Why that price was- around monthly website visitors instead of like monthly calls? Yeah, so basically we still have, you know, our our system still runs and generates a numeric code for every website visitor that comes in, especially in the case of B2B. You know, we still generate that numeric code. And kind of just pricing around the volume of phone calls uh, that we get just puts a little bit of the risk. So the ability of the of the company to to convert those website sessions into phone calls. Right. It puts us into into that risk. So there is a risk where a company that is just not doesn't do where the marketing team doesn't do a very good job of converting uh, people into callers. We would be we could be conceivably losing a lot of money. Right. So we could be running. We're still running on the website every time that the website uh, runs, every time somebody accesses their website, our code runs and that costs us money. But if not a lot of people are calling, then, you know, because the marketing team is not doing a good job of converting, then we're not gaining much. Does that, that make sense? That, yeah, that just seems like such a tough sale for you. You have to do so many things and then also convince the marketing team to make sure they are actually driving calls. Yes, yes. You know, and, and, and make it, you know, a lot of marketing teams kind of are kind of saying, oh, you know, we don't want calls because they're very expensive. Expensive, but- yeah. 
Yes, but what's uh, what's turning this around a little bit is the entry of AI into the call center. So Google actually just launched a uh, a partnership with Genesis, which is a contact uh, center contact center software provider, one of the largest in the world that is also our partner. Uh, and they so they launched a partnership where if you're calling, you can actually be talking to a robot, basically, and not even realize it. So that makes the uh, the ability to accept phone calls a lot less costly. It makes it a lot much more cost effective every call. Yeah, totally. And it's, and it's and it's interesting because you know I think marketers, if the cost was the same, I think marketers would actually prefer to uh, to get phone calls because when you're talking to somebody, you're picking up a lot more information. And if it's a robot talking, then now you don't need to do any manual manual entry. They're just the robot is just picking up what you're saying. And, yep, Dorn, and totally, kind of- totally under totally understand. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. All this is obviously accumulated into churn, right? Are your customers sticking with you? So what is your churn today? So we have not lost any customers since uh, since our launch. Okay, talk about talk talk about, about revenue churn though. Uh, so we've not lost, we've only grown in revenues because we've not lost customers. We have only added and customers have only added more. They've either kept everybody that has come on board. Um, and when we just had AdWords has kept that. And when we rolled out Bing ads, that was the only time that we really raised our revenue, our, our revenue, um, steps. We, so Dorn, sorry, sorry, just to be clear, you've had no one even if you haven't lost a customer, no one has downgraded even by one level going from 50,000 hits down to 10,000 hits per month. No, 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 no. We don't have that at all. We've not, I mean, cost companies that would, we, they have had tried to sell to companies that were just not at a good time in their, you know, in their kind of, they start paying you and then stop. No, because we, we, every time that we've encountered a company like that, they've not, they've just decided to not sign up. So we've never really had a company sign up uh, at a time that wasn't, when it wasn't growing, I mean, mostly because marketers just decide not to spend sure. their new tools. When Every time someone tells me they have zero churn, I mean, my initial thing is you're, it's, you're not being aggressive enough. Like it's too cheap. Uh, like you should, you should actually have churn. There is no big, there is no hugely successful SaaS company with no churn. So, I mean, then I'm sure, you know, then I'm sure we'll encounter it at some point, but we just haven't, you know, but keep in mind also, we've really only been selling for the past couple of years. I mean, that's a good, I mean, that's a (laughs) more than a year, more than a year of sales. I mean, that's a, that's a good cohort of data though. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just haven't encountered it. Yeah. So why not triple price point? Uh, we could. We've just, you know, this competition, there is, uh, and really our interest is really on just growing our customer base at the moment. So, you know, would we do it in the future? Possible. But right now we really just want to grow our customer base and gather case studies and kind of show that the product uh, works really, really well. But you've already done, I mean, you've already shown that no one has left, right? If, if people were leaving, maybe you said, maybe we need to do some case studies to show that it actually works. Too many are leaving. Yes. Yes. So we are thinking, we're thinking about it. Uh, it's, you know, it's in the talks. We might do it in 2019. We still have a little bit of time to decide. Do, do what? Uh, add, increase our price points. Yeah. Yeah. So Interesting. We just, um, By the way, don't come back and blame me if it fails. I'm just saying when I hear zero <laughs> churn, I don't see that as a strength. I see yeah, this. Yeah, I see it actually as a weakness. It is, it is a good, it is a good, uh, it is, it is a good, uh, it's a good point. I think our, 
we were really, really pushing, you know, because I spent so, so, such a long time and, and, uh, and a lot of uh, resources on building the product for almost three years, you know, our focus, when we, we launched, our focus was really just, let's just get customers and really show that this is working. And, and it's been, and also keep in mind that once a customer comes on board, it takes time to kind of gather a case study, gather the data, because it, it, we still do a lot of, uh, a lot of changes in the implementation once the customer comes on board. Right. So we we have a lot of optimizations, a lot of things that are added and changed and tweaked. So it really takes time to actually show the customers that uh, that this is valuable and for them to really see the value. So for a lot of those reasons, we we've decided to just keep we haven't really paid too much attention to the price points themselves. We, our focus has really been on just growing the customer base and gathering case studies. But it might be on the books um, an increase in the price. Sure. What's the team size today? We are five people. Okay, and what's the breakdown? Widely, uh, really overloaded. So we have uh, three tech people and two um, two salespeople. That's great. And is everyone remote or all based in New York? Uh, everyone's based in New York. That's great. Okay, five people in New York. So I assume cash flow positive. We are cash flow positive. Yes. That's great. Any plans to raise? Uh, no, not at the moment. And any acquisition talks with anybody? Uh. No comment. <laughs> How do you, if you should analyze, uh, you know, someone wanting to buy you, what are the pros and cons? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think this technology, it's, it's very, very valuable. But at the same time, you know, like every startup, it's very uncertain. So um, given that I've been in it uh, five years, I've, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm kind of very neutral, you know, towards, I'm, I'm not really leaning towards either way. I'm not at the point where I'm still really excited about uh super super building it but i'm also not at the point where i really really want to exit uh so uh as for, so you know the, i mean i think one of the pros is definitely cu- cutting the risk that's involved one of the cons is that you know you really don't know if there is more upside uh as far as uh you know the from a resource perspective i think it's going to be much easier to grow inside uh, a company i mean if a company that has like three thousand clients that could all be using this uh this service is an add-on if it buys us then all of a sudden we just have really easy access yeah this is like a car dealer you know company that already sells to car dealerships or restaurants or anything yeah Yes, yes, yes. So even just a company that is like, you know, that that is all over like all of these verticals that, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't even need to be necessarily focused in a specific vertical and just sure. selling to companies. So, so I think that's a, that's a huge pro and, and, you know, and the ability to kind of make the sales organization more professional, the sales process more professional. Uh, I think, I think all of those would be pros. Um, the cons would be losing the flexibility and freedom and, uh, to some extent, I think. Of, uh, of just being a tiny startup. Doran, last economics question here because we're out of time. Uh, CAC, what, what are you spending fully weighted to acquire our customers? Uh, so we have, we're spending a good, a few thousand dollars uh, okay. to, to acquire every customer and that's spread across the sales and that spend. And so all what's your things. payback then? Is it about a month or two months or more? takes us more it takes us even more to it takes us because uh, keep in mind also once we sign up a customer uh we have a lot of times we give them free trials we give them pilots so it takes us it takes us almost six months to uh recover to, yes yeah very good to just break even on that all right let's wrap up with the famous five one word answers here if you can number one what's your favorite business book <laughs> whoa uh can we can we <laughs> go on other questions uh, yeah if you don't have one just say none None. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I was following Steve Jobs. Number four, uh, three, how many hours of sleep? Or sorry, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? 
Uh, Gmail. And number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I shoot for seven to eight. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? I am engaged, uh, getting married in uh, five weeks. Oh, congratulations. That's great. No Thank kids yet? You. No kids All just right. yet, but hopefully soon. That's great, Dorn. And do you mind me asking about how old you are? I am 31. I'm going to be 32 in a couple months. That's great. Okay, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, man. Uh, live the moment because it's... It's going to pass. Guys, <laughs> there you have it. Live the moment. She launched out leads back in 2013. Helps you basically do retargeting based off call-in data. Something very unique, tough to track. She's figured out a way to do it. Team of five based in New York. Currently serving about 45 customers doing called 135 grand per month in revenue. That's up about doubled year over year. And she's doing it bootstrapped, which I love. No churn so far. So, you know, obviously testing price point. Maybe she needs to be more aggressive there, but she'll figure it out. Spending up to 3,000, maybe 4,000, 5,000 bucks to acquire a customer with a six-month payback period. Doran, thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much.